guys. Welcome to Bringing Reading Back, a virtual book club podcast where we hope to rediscover our love of reading. Now you're listening to a pre-pod episode. This means that tomorrow we'll be releasing our more in-depth discussion of this book. However, if you can't be bothered to read it before then, we're going to tell you the summary now. So stick around and BRB for now. everyone and welcome to this pre-pod episode. Today in the pre-pod we are discuss- discussing The Help by Katherine Stockett. Why don't we go ahead and jump right into the summary. Okay, so The Help introduces us to the world of Jackson, Mississippi in the early 1960s. So hair is high, um, skirts are slowly starting to creep upward, and there are a couple of really big movements movements happening in the United States. So we've got the civil rights movement that's happening, but then there's also the appearance of hippies. So both those themes are going to play a huge role. Um, so like the the increase in um, liberalism um, in the United States, as well as the civil rights movement. So in Jackson, Mississippi, there is a bridge club full of rich white ladies. Um, all of these women have maids, not are known as the help. Um, and at their bridge clubs, they basically sit around, they eat delicate sandwiches, they drink tea and coffee, they smoke cigarettes, and they listen to Hilly Hallbrook, um, complain about her life, and basically she tells them what to do. So the whole point of bridge club is to sit there and play cards, and all just agree with each other about everything. Nobody has dissenting opinions, nobody is going to step away from fashion, you gossip about the people who aren't there, but then you do exactly what they tell you to do. And so there is a young woman named Skeeter. She is 23 years old, and she's just returned from Ole Miss after getting her college degree. And she's the only one in this group who has gotten her college degree because all of her friends dropped out of college to go get husbands. And during this time, um, Skeeter is just kind of shocked by the things that she's seeing. It's at this bridge club where Hilly introduces this idea of the home helps, or yeah, the home, or the Home Health, Home Health Initiative. Initiative. Home Health Initiative. Okay. Um, and this is where she Maybe comes up with this idea that... <laughs> it's Home Health Sanitation Initiative. Okay. Okay. Home Health Sanitation Initiative. And the idea behind this is that she does not want to use bathrooms that her African-American maid uses. Um, she thinks that, you know, people of a different skin color have different diseases and could infect her. So she doesn't want her nether regions on um, a toilet seat that they've sat on as well. So she makes this huge fuss for all the ladies in Bridge Club to start building separate bathrooms in their garages. Um, And when she first brings this up, Skeeter responds with, well, maybe we should build you a bathroom, Hilly. And in that moment, we realize that Skeeter is not like these other ladies. So we're introduced to Abelene, who is Elizabeth's maid. So Elizabeth, Hilly, and Skeeter were best friends in high school and in college. Um, Elizabeth and uh, Miss Hilly are both married. Skeeter is with not. Kids. Um, with kids, yes. They're married with kids that so they don't really like. Hilly seems Skeeter, like however, is not. <laughs> she does. That's fair. That's fair. Elizabeth does not. Um, 
But Skeeter uh, gets a job at the Jackson Journal covering – she wants to be a writer, and she gets this job covering um, maintenance and cooking stories. So how do I get a grease stain out of something? How do I fix this scratch? How do I do X, Y, Z? And because she's lived a life where she's never had to do any of this herself, she needs help. And she goes and talks to Elizabeth's maid, Abilene. And during this time, um, she starts to bring up this whole topic of the separate bathrooms to Abilene. And she makes a comment of like, you know, don't you wish you could change things? And Abilene's like, um, what? So flash forward a little bit, because this is a very long book. Flash forward, um, Abilene and Skeeter kind of start talking and sharing as they talk about these Miss Myrna letters. But in that time, Abilene shares a bit of information about her son, Trelor, who wanted to be a writer and was killed. Um, and that gets the wheels turning in Skeeter's brain. So uh, after she had Skeeter, after Skeeter had graduated from school, um, she immediately sent off her resume to a huge um, editor, editor firm, book editor firm in New York, and she was wildly unqualified for the job, but that gets this woman's attention, who is an editor there, a senior editor. So she writes Skeeter a letter and say, hey, I understand your enthusiasm. Keep at it. You are obviously not qualified for this job, so we're not even going to consider you whatsoever, but keep writing and find something that you are passionate about. Find an issue that seems to be overlooked by everyone else, and um, let me know your ideas. So Skeeter sends her some ideas that just don't really hit any kind of mark. Um, But finally, after she is talking with Abilene about her domestic maintenance column, and Abilene is becoming more comfortable with her as she realizes that she's different from the other women, she is sharing more about what it's like to be the help in Jackson. Well, this ignites Skeeter, and she decides that this book that she wants to write is about the help's perspective of Jackson and raising their kids. Because Skeeter also had a maid that basically raised her as a child that has just disappeared, and no one is sharing what happened. So she is kind of longing for closure, but also wants to share with people how important her maid Constantine Constantine was to her. So it's it's very hard for Skeeter to convince uh, Abilene to do this with her because it is the middle of you know, this struggle for civil rights. And so it's very dangerous to be crossing these Jim Crow or or segregation laws. And she knows, Abilene knows the dangers that she would be facing if she was caught. But after she realizes that, you know, there is some good to be done from this and that her son would want her to do this, she does decide to help her in her own way by writing her stories down. Well, then um, she also gets another maid to finally agree. And this maid is um, named Minnie. And she is a very outspoken maid who is pretty uh, 
you know, everybody, she, it, it was hard for her to get a job after she quit working for Miss Hillbrook's mother uh, because Hilly has a vendetta against her. And so she's basically made it impossible for her to get a job until she finally gets a job uh, out in the boonies, basically, with Hilly's ex-boyfriend's new wife, Celia Foote. And Celia is very bizarre. Um, Minnie is trying to stay out of her business, Mm -hmm. but she Mm -hmm. keeps finding herself square in Celia's business um, because she's hired Minnie to help her run her household, but she refuses to tell her husband, and so Minnie has to work these odd hours, she can never work on weekends, and she has to hit the dusty trail before Mr. Foot comes home, and she is terrified that he's going to find her and kill her, because she's he's going to catch a black woman holding his silver in his own kitchen. And so he knows, she knows that he he won't like it. So she's given Celia a deadline to tell her husband, but it, it doesn't happen. And as this unusual relationship continues, you can tell that Celia and Minnie are growing closer and closer. Celia did not grow up in Jackson. She grew up in a very uh, poor area, you know, away from Jackson, somewhere in Mississippi, Sugar Hill or Sugarfoot, what? Sugar something. Sugar Ditch. But Sugar she ditch. just, there you go. So uh, definitely not in her element. And so she, even though she tries and tries to integrate herself into these lovely ladies of Jackson, they're not having it. They do not like her because of the fact that she is now married to Hilly's old boyfriend. And so Minnie just finds herself caring about this woman, even though she has this hard exterior and and is even there when she ultimately has a miscarriage and is the only one to help her. But she also is writing these stories with Skeeter and Abilene. And finally, uh, after a few major events, they finally convince more maids to join in to tell their story because the book will not be published unless there are a dozen maids. Alright, so throughout this whole um, book, and it's kind of hard to tell in one straight go through in a summary of like what has happened um, just because it jumps all over the place, but throughout the whole book there are stories of other maids being thrown in to the mix, and some of it's through the perspective of white woman, and most of it is told through the perspective of Minnie and Abilene, and we can break down their experiences, I think, a little bit more in the characters portion of the next pod, um, but like Tori was saying, a lot of Minnie's stories come with her interaction with Celia Foote, and how um, Celia treats her, and treats her incredibly differently than all of the previous bosses that Minnie has had. She again, is from Sugar Ditch, so um, has never had help of her own, and treats her, I'd say, more like an equal, but she still has her prejudices um, that come out in certain moments of the book. But then, Abilene's stories are all about Elizabeth Leifold, so um, as Danielle was saying, Elizabeth is a friend of Skeeter's, but we find out that she's not a great boss, 
and also not a great mother. So the book is telling us about writing a book at the same time that it is telling us the stories of these maids. Um, but the stories, the story, the one thing, this defining moment, I would think that gets everybody involved in writing the book is when one of their fellow maids, Yule May, um, gets sent to the penitentiary. So we already know that Hilly Holbrook has a um, vendetta, I would say, against anyone who doesn't line up with what she thinks or how she thinks that they should act. And so Yule May is Hilly Holbrook's maid. Um, Yule May asks her for a loan of $75 to make sure that her twin boys can both go off to college. And then Hilly says no. A good Christian will work for their pay and refuses the loan. So Yule May steals and sells a ruby ring that Hilly never wore. Um, Hilly makes sure that a six-month sentence gets turned into a four-year sentence. And so Yule May goes to the penitentiary. Um, and she had previously been one of the maids willing to help write this book. So... As there is a gathering of the church with Abilene and other maids, um, Skeeter shows up because she just got the letter um, from Yule May and has, and then so she's coming to talk to her about that situation. Um, and maid after maid after maid volunteers to give their story for this book um, because of what Hilly Holbrook has done um, and how she has slighted all of them in some way throughout their life, but specifically in an overarching manner um, in this very moment. So they have the book ready for completion. Um, she has all of these stories that are being told. And then she sends it off and it gets published. They have what they call insurance in their book. So um, at one point in the story, <laughs> Minnie had made a, quote, shit pie. Um, and gave it to Hilly without telling her. And after Hilly had ate the pie with Minnie's feces in it, Minnie tells her that she ate her feces. Um, and which is why Hilly has a permanent hatred for Minnie. Um, but it's also a story that they put in there because they want to, they've used pseudonyms and they've used fake names throughout the whole story. So they wanted to remain anonymous and they think that if Hilly reads the book, she will hear the shit story, and she will make sure that no one thinks it's Jackson because she does not want people knowing that she ate anybody's poop, but especially a black woman's <laughs> poop. <laughs> Due to God. Her, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anybody's poop. But due to her religious uh, prejudices and racist tendencies. Yeah. Um, so mm -hmm. with that, the book has been released. People know it's Jackson, and if you want to finish this up, anyone? Yeah, so the book is released, um, and really all hell breaks loose. Um, at first, it's a little bit of a lull. People aren't really, aren't really buying it. Um, whenever they decided to publish the book, um, they only published 5,000 copies. So um, Elaine Stein made a comment to Skeeter that this is the worst advance she had ever seen, and like, they weren't printing that many books, so not to get your hopes up. Um, but then it just kind of explodes overnight. There's a talk show in Jackson that features the book, 
And on that talk show, um, they start talking about, you know, well, I read this book and I think it's Jackson. Sounds like Jackson. And immediately when Simone of Jackson hear this, yep, yeah, sounds like Jackson. I read it last night and my wife is reading it tonight. Um, <laughs> so immediately there's a woman on, on the TV who's like, well, this book is just horrible about the women of Jackson and paints them in such a terrible light. Don't give your money to this anonymous author. But then the dude's like, it's a real good time. Go read it. Chapter 12 is a doozy. Um, because he doesn't care if they're getting, you know, if they're hearing stories about their friends. Um, he thinks it's fascinating that somebody wrote something like that. So once that happens, he, um, sorry, once it happens, the book starts flying off the shelves. Turns out there's a three-month wait just to cut or get a copy from the library, and the bookstores are sold out nearly overnight. Every woman in Bridge Club is reading this book because now that they've heard that it's about Jackson, they're like, oh, we're going to get some really good dirt about the women that we hate in here. Little do they know that the women that they hate in there are actually themselves. Um, and it becomes a game to see who's who, if they can figure out who or which story belongs to which person. So people start reading it. Um, people are freaking out. Um, Elizabeth Leifold realizes, or they realize that it's Elizabeth Leifold's table because there's a crack. There's like a L-shaped crack. And that's what causes Hilly to be like, oh, I know that this is Skeeter and I know that this is Jackson. And she hasn't finished reading the book yet, so she hasn't gotten to chapter 12, which is where her story is at. So at that point, she's spreading rumors. She's telling everyone that Skeeter wrote the book. Um, she's basically trying to ruin Skeeter's life in the best way, po- or in the most cruel way possible. Um, and a book that, you know, praises the lives of maids is the way to do that in 1960s Jackson. But then Miss Hilly gets to chapter 12. And in the book, they talk about it as the scream that was heard all across the town because Hilly had read the story about the pie. And in that moment, she starts trying to convince people, hey, this isn't Jackson. This didn't happen. There's no way. Um, but you can tell that it's still affecting her. So to say all that, um, Hilly comes back with a vengeance. So she's planned on ruining Skeeter's life. She wants to sue her for slander, um, to which Skeeter replies, don't give yourself away, Hilly. Uh, you know, you have you been eating too much pie um, type of thing. But she manages to get Apeline fired. Uh, she tries to get Minnie fired, but it doesn't matter because Miss Celia hates uh, Hilly Hallbrook. So it works out. Miss Celia um, about the pie story, so. Yes. Yes. Miss Celia is actually the one who coined the title to slice Hilly, which I think is like the best thing on the planet. Um, but some of the maids are immediately fired, um, sent away. But then there are some women who, um, that we'll talk about later, but they really value their maids and they've decided that Hilly Holbrook isn't going to tell them how to live their lives anymore. Um, but it's just, it's absolute mayhem for a while. And in the midst of all this, Skeeter gets a job as an editor at Harper or Harper's Magazine in New York City. And first she freaks out, but then she realizes that she can't take the job. Her mother is on the uptick, but she doesn't want to leave Abeline and Minnie in the middle of all this mess. Um, flash forward to say that Minnie and Abeline kind of band together, um, and Skeeter is able to leave and take this job. And yeah, Jackson is turned on its head, and 
Miss Skeeter gets the job that she was hoping for. And she returns, like, six months later, a changed woman. She brings, I think, copies of the book to the to Abilene or something, and, and she's got a short dress on and long hair, mm-hmm. and she, I'm sure, looks like a regular old hippie. So, a total <laughs> change in, in Skeeter. But I think that wraps up our pre-pod episode of The Help by Catherine something or other. Stop better it. know the author. Catherine Stockett. All right. By Catherine Stockett. <laughs> so join us tomorrow. We will be releasing our more in-depth discussion of this book. Um, so if, if you liked it, please tune in tomorrow. BRB for now. BRB. BRB. BRB.